Yes. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? It's great to see you. My name is Josh. It's an honor to be here with you this morning. How many of you remember roller skating to that song in the late 80s, early 90s? Anybody? Come on. And roller skating rinks, right? Rest in peace. All right. Well, uh, have you guys ever looked at a celebrity impersonator and thought, uh, not quite. For example, I've got a couple here to show you. I mean, that's close. That's close. Not as chiseled, but close, right? All right, but what about this one? Yeah. That's a professional celebrity impersonator of George Clooney from Ireland. I even tried to find a picture of Clooney from the early 90s with bad lighting, and it still really doesn't hold up. All right, how about this next one? Yeah, you, you like that one, huh? It gets, it gets scarier. Let's look at the next one. There. Yeah. All right, it gets even scarier. Let's look at this last one. There it is. I don't know who started the rumor, but my freshman year of college, all of a sudden it started going around that I was a celebrity impersonator of Aladdin at Disney World during summer. That was a rumor, but it is not at all true. But celebrity impersonators, some look exactly like them, some look nothing like them. But did you know that in Genesis 1, verse 26, we are created in the image of God? Not merely his impersonators, but his exact image, his reflection. And what's so cool is he calls us to then be his imitators and his reflection to this world. In Ephesians 5, it says this, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. But here's the sore reality. I too often look like a really bad impersonator of Jesus. I too often look like a bad look-alike instead of his reflection. Jesus was selfless and kind. He gave of his entire life for us. He spoke the truth in love every time. I, on the other hand, I'm often selfish and rude. I'm pretty tight-gripped when it comes to giving of my time. And when it comes to sharing the truth, I can come across as arrogant and shaming. You know what? I don't want to look like a bad look-alike or impersonator of Jesus anymore. If I've learned anything in the 38 years of my life is I don't want to look like Josh Calhoun anymore. I want to look like Jesus' reflection to this world. Another example of this for my science buffs in the room. Any science nerds? Cool. Hey, all right, four of you. Awesome. <laughs> but let's take a look at the moon. Did you know that the moon neither creates or possesses any light on its own? It is one gigantic mirror of the sun. What it does is it reflects our sun and shines it back down to earth. And like the moon, we are called to reflect God's love everywhere we go on this earth. 
Jesus himself said it this way, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Like the moon reflecting the sun's light to this earth, we get to shine as a reflection of Christ's love to this world. It's how we were created to be. So friends, I want you to dream with me a little bit this morning. Because I know we've all seen the repercussions of hatred and violence that is far too prevalent in the world today. We've all seen the damage of lies and abuse. We've all seen the wreckage of pride and self-centeredness, sometimes in our own lives. But here's the dream. What would it look like if we, you and me, the church of Christ, reflected Jesus? What would it look like if, like the moon reflecting the sun, we reflected Christ everywhere we go? Think about it. From school to work, from Dunkin' to Starbucks, showing God's love in how we speak and act, showing God's love through sharing kindness with our lips and generosity with our actions. For example, and they, these may seem like super simplified examples, but I promise you there's fruit here. You ever go to the grocery store or to the cafe and they're wearing a name tag? How often do you say their name? Or when you see somebody coming out before you, how often are we quick to open the door and hold it for them? These little examples are such an amazing practice of showing God's love. And like I said, it may seem super simple, but sometimes love is simple. And when you speak their name back to them, it's disarming in the best way. It tears down walls because did you know it's a scientific fact that a person's name for most people is their favorite thing to hear? And did you know that for everyone, their favorite thing to hear is their name spoken in kindness and love? Think about it. Or what about saying a simple please and thank you they're not just manners, they're practices of love. And this last one, which is hard for a lot of people, asking a legitimate, how you doing? And then waiting to hear their response. As reflections of Christ, as he was kind to us, as he's been caring and compassionate, we are called to also be caring and compassionate because you know what the Bible says in 1 John 4? It says we love because he first loved us. He's first shown us kindness and compassion. And from there, we get to reflect the kindness that he's shown us to the world around us. And what's cool about this, this is where the dream comes in. When we live this way, reflecting God's love to this world, we not only set up a defense against, but we set up an attack against hatred, violence, lies, abuse, pride, and self-centeredness. Because when we reflect Jesus and we demonstrate love the way he did, sure, we could fight fire with fire. We could throw a fist when a fist is thrown. We could throw back a harsh word with a harsh word thrown. 
or we could reflect Jesus and do as he said. Bless those who curse you. Bless and do not curse. When somebody smacks you on the cheek, offer them the other as well. When somebody takes your coat, offer them your tunic also. If somebody demands of you to go one mile, go two. And in doing so, we are reflecting the love of Jesus. It wasn't just Gandhi who said an eye for an eye and the world goes blind. Jesus said it first. When he said, listen, they're telling you an eye for an eye. They say tooth for a tooth. They say harsh word for harsh word, violence for violence, hatred for hatred. But I tell you, don't make that move. Instead, do what I have done. Reflect me. Bless those who curse you. Forgive even though it may be undeserved. Because what did he do when hanging on the very cross that brought us salvation? He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's the reflection. That's us loving because he first loved us. And now it's his image, his love bouncing off of us like the sun bouncing off the moon onto this world that needs Jesus just as desperately as I do. Here's one of my favorite verses that goes with this. 1 Peter 5. Always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you the reason for the hope that you have. And why would they be asking you? Because they see God's love reflecting off you. Here's an example. I worked at Perkins Family Restaurant in college years ago. Anybody remember Perkins Family Restaurant? I don't know if there's still any of them around anymore, but... It was 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Kids ate free on Tuesday nights. It was awful. <laughs> and I did not like working there. But every day when I stepped into those doors, I would change my posture. I would forget the fact that I didn't like working there because my, my job there wasn't to serve tables. My job there was to serve people. And I remember it was a week before I left back for college and was quitting. My manager came up to me and she just said, Josh, why are you so happy all the time? Y'all, I have known this verse my whole life. I was not prepared for that question, to give an answer for the hope that I had. And you know what? The Holy Spirit gently said to me, say this. And when I opened my mouth, I just said, Jesus. Because you know what? I'm not happy all the time. Sometimes days really stink. But you know what? Because of Jesus, I have hope and I have a future. And through that simple conversation, I was able to reflect his hope that he gave me onto my manager at Perkins. Always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you for the reason of the hope that you have. Why? because they should see Christ reflecting off you. They're asking, why would this person show kindness or compassion to me? Why would this person care about me? Because we are reflecting God's love and he first showed us kindness when we did not deserve it. He's shown us compassion when I'm an idiot. He shows me patience when I don't deserve it. And you know what's great is David and Jake just finished an amazing sermon series on the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter five, right? But do you know what comes after that passage immediately following in Matthew chapter five? It says this, let your light shine before others so they see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. As we reflect Jesus, what's the beauty is they're not glorifying me. 
they never should. I'm a mess, I'm a screw up. And what's great about that is they're not glorifying you because if you're anything like me and I don't wanna assume too much, but you're probably a screw up too. (laughs) But it's as Pastor David says, I'm a mess, you're a mess and we're all just trying to bring our messes closer to Jesus to allow him to transform us, to renew our minds, to reflect him and for him to be glorified in the process. Like the moon reflecting the sun, we reflect the love of our Father to this world. So here's, here's the hook. We're talking about what is love. It's the first weekend of this brand new series, What is Love? And love has become such an elusive word in society today. I don't think we fully understand what it means. Like, I love hot dogs and I love my wife, right? But this love is different. This is a genuine, deep, deep love. It's not an I love the Bears or Packers kind of love. It's a mother's love for her child. It's a laying down your life for a friend kind of love. It's the same love that drove Jesus Christ himself to carry our cross up that hill and be crucified for us kind of love. So what does this love look like? What does this love mean? Well, 1 John 4 lays it out twice. God is love. And here's the reality. I can't wrap my head around who God is. Thankfully, I can't wrap my head around who God is. God is beyond what words can express. And here's the thing is, I'm thankful I can't wrap my head around who God is because if I could, that would make me greater than I actually am and him less than he actually is. But if God is love, it's who he is. He doesn't just love as a verb. He is love as a noun. I want to know more of what love is so that I can know more of who God is and therefore reflect him better to this world. And thankfully, Paul lays it out pretty clearly. I'm a list guy. Any other list people in this room? Yes. All right. I love lists, to-do lists, grocery lists. And then when you check it off, you get that little dopamine hit. It is fantastic. (laughs) Love to-do lists. But Paul lays this out brilliantly in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. And he says this, love is patient and kind. How many times has God been patient and kind with me? Whew. How many times have I been impatient and unkind? But you know what? The Holy Spirit gently says to me in those moments of impatience and unkindness, he says, Josh, this isn't what I have for you. Remember all those times I've been patient and kind with you when you step out of line? Remember all those times I've been patient and kind with you when you do stupid things, which just ask my wife, it's a lot. (laughs) Or think about it. When somebody treats me impatiently, God gently reminds me, hey, give them some slack. Remember how I've been patient and kind to you in all those moments you never deserved it? 
He says, reflect the patience and kindness I've shown you. He says, love as I have first loved you. He says, reflect me on this earth like the moon reflects the sun so that others can know my love for them as you know it. Paul goes on with this beautiful list by saying, love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Friends, I've committed every single one of these atrocities. I've been impatient and unkind. I've been envious, boastful, proud, rude, self-seeking, irritable. Come on. Sometimes all in the same day. Have you ever had a day like that? Good, I'm not alone. It's like that seemingly perfect storm where my impatience leads to me then saying rude words, which leads to heightened anger, which leads to me just being a complete idiot. Or in moments when I become envious of what I think I do have or proud of what I think I have. So I want you to try this exercise with me because this is very revealing of the human heart and I love it so much. So as we just read, love is patient and love is kind, I want you in the place of love to insert your name. So for example, it would be Josh is patient and kind. Josh does not envy or boast. And whatever comes after your name that puts that little knot in your stomach, that may be God gently saying to you, hey, I want you to work on this a little more. I want you to get better at reflecting this. I want you to put this one into practice. All right, you guys ready to try this little mental exercise? Yeah, I know you're all chomping at the bit. You're like, great conviction. Here we go. All right. All right, so remember, in place of love, you say your name. Let's all try it. Josh is patient and kind. Josh does not envy or boast. Josh is not arrogant or rude. Josh does not insist on his own way. Josh is not irritable or resentful. Josh does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. That was fun, wasn't it? How many of you wanted to say your neighbor's name instead of yours? But here's the thing is, sometimes we need to work on love. It is a gift freely given, but then to reflect it, we need to work that out in practices, sometimes moment by moment practices. But then I also wanna try one last, one last little experiment here. In place of love and your name, I want you to put God there. Would you guys try that with me this morning? All right, let's do that as a family. God is patient and kind. God does not envy or boast. God is not arrogant or rude. God does not insist on his way. God is not irritable or resentful. God does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Oh, remember 1 John 4, God is love. That's what he is. And he perfectly embodies every single one of those character traits. He doesn't just love, he is love. He is all those things perfectly. And what I love is that list closes with this. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Or as some translations put it, love 
never fails. Here it is though, though I do fail, God's love never fails. Even when Josh is at his worst, God's love has never once given up on me. Even when I'm unlovable and push him away, he keeps on pursuing me. His love never fails. And that beautiful love that never fails, we are made and actually created to reflect that love. And every day he continues to make us into those whom he originally created us to be, renewing our minds, transforming us, and giving us practices of how to love those around us, even when it's undeserved. Heck, especially when it's undeserved, because that's exactly how he gave it to us. So these daily practices, these examples of what love is, like the moon reflecting the sun, it creates nor possesses any light on its own, and we don't create or possess any of this on our own. We can't manufacture it. I can't just stir up more kindness without God. But with God, he gives these as a gift and then asks us to work them out. And like any gift received, you must first open it, right? Sometimes you have to put it together and then you put it to use. For example, patience on that list was that one gut wrench in my stomach. Patience has always been my greatest downfall. And when I would pray for more patience, you know what God would do? Yeah, he would give me opportunities to practice my patience. <laughs> Dorothy Eicher said yesterday, he gave you five kids. Yep. That's a great way to practice your patience. I don't and do recommend it. They're great. But what he would do is he would put me in circumstances where I could practice patience. Less than ideal circumstances. Circumstances that were awful. Or he would put people in my life that just grinded on my last nerve and would ask me to love them well as he first loved me. He would give me opportunities to practice patience. But then on the flip side, you do have some of those that are just more naturally inclined to you. For example, kindness is more of a natural gifting of mine. My mom used to pray for me when I was a baby that I would have kindness and compassion. But like any gift, if not put into practice, we could get lazy with those gifts and never use them to their full ability. And you know what? I got lazy with my kindness. And what happened is in moments of stress or irritability or with people who would grind on my last nerves, kindness was the first thing to go in my life. And instead it turned into irritability and rude talk, resentment, bitterness, everything that love is not. And in moments of my laziness, I would not reflect Jesus well. So as with any gift, we first receive it and then we put it into practice. Like any talent, whether it be teaching or singing or playing basketball, it must be, it must be put into practice for us to become consistent and great at it. And the more we put our love and reflection of Jesus into practice, the more consistent it becomes in every aspect of our lives whether in stressful situations with people who grind on your last nerve, in every aspect, 
when we put those into practice with simple things like saying somebody's name, it becomes easier and easier to reflect the love of Jesus everywhere we go. I I love to put it this way. One of the greatest singers of my mom's generation, Michael W. Smith. Any Smitty fans out there? Come on, right? Who, uh, Go West, Young Man, anybody? Greatest album of all time. That's so great. All right, but he said it this way. Love isn't love until you give it away. We receive this love from Christ, right? We put it into practice by giving it away. For you to give it away to others, you must first receive it from God, correct? So I wanna ask you this question this morning. Are you allowing God to love you? Are you allowing him to love you so that you can reflect his love to others? Now, I gotta be honest with you. Sometimes I don't want to receive his love. Sometimes it's because of shame of something I've done. Sometimes it's out of fear of what he might call me to do. Sometimes it's just because I'm angry. Anybody else feel that? But here's the truth. God isn't afraid of my shame. He isn't afraid of my fear. He isn't afraid of my anger. And every time I come to him with my mess, which seems like a lot sometimes, he without fail says, I know, I still love you. I've never stopped. Why? Because his love never fails. And friends, I don't know where you are today. Maybe you've never received God's love. Maybe you have received it, but haven't fully allowed him to reflect his love through you. But as we sing this last song, I want my prayer to become your prayer. My prayer is this. I pray that God would teach me how to love as he loves. I pray that God would teach me how to reflect him like the moon reflects the sun. I pray that God would break my heart for what breaks his. I pray that he would teach me to give the love that I have received away. And I pray that God would grow me in every attribute on that list, whether it comes naturally or not. Y'all, we've all received undeserved love from our creator in heaven. And without fail, he giveth and giveth and giveth again. If God stirred in your heart a change, a conviction, a desire for growth, Receive that and allow him to grow in you his love so that we can best reflect it to this world that desperately needs Jesus, just like I do. So friends, would you stand to your feet and let's close in this prayer of gratitude and thanksgiving tonight. Father in heaven, you've always been gracious and kind. You've always abounded in infinite love. Your love truly never fails. Lord, teach us to love as you love. Teach us to serve as you serve. To give every aspect of our lives wholeheartedly to you so that when people look at the church of Christ, when they look at Jesus' followers around the world, they see Jesus. Lord, may we reflect you well. It is in the blessed name of Jesus Christ that all God's people declare. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Central Wire podcast. 
be sure to stay connected with us at centralwire.com and follow us on our social media platforms. That way you can stay up to date with what's happening here at Central. And as always, have a great week.